Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's prophecy update, we're reminded ever more of our need for the gospel, salvation. It is as simple as ABC. Admit you're a sinner. Believe Jesus is Lord. Call upon His name to be saved. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's prophecy update as shared on September 11th, 2022. There's one more question I think I'd be grossly remiss were I not to address, and it's that of, do I fear I will lose followers because of today's update? No, I don't, and for two reasons. First, it's not about losing followers, it's about following Jesus. I don't want people following me. We all need to be following Jesus. And secondly, uh, fearing the losing of followers is the fear of man. And the fear of man is a trap. And well nigh three years ago now, the Lord, by His grace, freed me from the fear of man. And He didn't just free me from the fear of man. And I, I say this, and the Lord knows my heart when I say this, I do not care what anyone thinks of me. I only care about what the Lord thinks about me, because I will answer to Him. You know. Thank you. It was actually the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And I, I have this brother, dear friend of mine and brother in Christ, who really was patient with me. And Because you have to understand, when it comes to 9-11, you want to talk about preconceived bias and beliefs. I mean, this is Islam. And you go back to some of those old videos, please don't. <laughs> that are on YouTube. And I mean, I'm up here. You know, my wife nicknamed me the pulpit-pounding, passionate Palestinian pastor. That's where I get all the peas from. And I mean, I'm just, you know. And then the Lord just began to, and He's so gracious when He does, right? He's so patient and long-suffering. Oh my goodness, long-suffering. He has to be very long-suffering with me. But I began to realize that I had been deceived. This was a deception. And it was really hard for me. But God, <laughs> this is my but God testimony, I guess. 
But God in His grace, and I mean it's all grace, He just gently led me by the Holy Spirit into the truth. And I was set free and never looked back. And now I think about it like this, because I'm an Arab from the Middle East. Um, Islam is not the enemy. Islam, the Muslim, is the mission field. I hope that in no way you hear me coming off as not caring about all of the lives that were lost because of 9-11. I'm not at all. My heart breaks, and I literally weep. And I wept yesterday. I'm going to call them people because that's what they are. Thousands of people here in the U.S. Half a million people in Iraq, Arab people. They're people that Jesus died for. So I was freed from the fear of man. And that's why it is, by the way, I'm just pouring my heart out to you. That's why it is that when COVID hit, I knew, I knew it was a lie. I knew it was a deception. Because I knew at that time that 9-11 was a deception and that there were parallels prophetically between 9-11 and what was happening now. And I wasn't deceived. I wasn't deceived. I knew the truth. And I'll take it a step further, because when God freed me from the trap of the fear of man, He replaced it with the fear of the Lord. Let me explain what I mean by that. I fear the Lord, man. I fear the Lord. I fear the Lord and not speaking the truth. Because see, if I didn't do what I did today in speaking the truth to you, I'm going to give an account and I will have blood on my hands as the watchman in Ezekiel, who didn't warn the people. Well, wait a minute, Pastor. So um, can you back up just a little bit and explain and expound a little bit more on why? Because the stakes are so high. That's why. Think about it. If you know the truth, doesn't that change everything? If you know this is a deception, does that not change everything? Now all of a sudden I'm looking at this thing going, wait a minute. If this is true, and it is, <laughs> then do you realize what the implications are? Yes, I do. That's why I'm doing this. If what you're saying is true, and please don't take my word for it, use your God-given intellect. You be a Berean and search the Scriptures yourself, and see if what I'm saying and teaching is true or not. 
But if what I'm telling you is true, and it is, then wouldn't it stand to reason that Jesus is at the door? If this is a deception, and it is, and this was pre-planned all of these years, and it was, and we have prophecy in the Bible that told us with great detail what it would be like at the time of the end, and it is like that, because it is the time of the end, then shouldn't that change everything? That's the whole point of this. I suppose in all fairness you could say that this is a come to Jesus update, because that's what it is. It's one of those come to Jesus moments, where you just go, wow, I was so deceived. I was so deceived by my preconceived beliefs and bias, and I believe the lie. I bought the lie. And now this is the truth, and Jesus is the truth. I need Jesus. Jesus is coming. This is the end. Because if, I'll flip it around just real quick, we're almost done, and again, I appreciate your patience, but I'll flip it around. Let's just say, for purpose of discussion, that what I just shared, it's not true. Well then, that's a, that changes everything in the opposite direction. Okay, relax. We talked about this on Thursday night. Here's Jeremiah the prophet. Repent, repent, repent to God's people. Turn. And all of these other prophets, and I mean Jeremiah is shaken by it. Chapter 23, Jeremiah, he just very openly says, I, I just, I couldn't wrap my mind around these other prophets. He was the only one, and he's telling them, repent, and these other prophets, presumably, arguably, possibly in the thousands, instead of saying repent, we're saying relax peace, it shall not come upon you. Yeah, but Jeremiah's prophecy update, did you hear that prophecy update? He did. He's saying it's coming. Repent, and you're saying, relax, it's all good. It's not going to come upon you. And then God, through the prophet Jeremiah, says, oh, it will come swiftly and as violently as the whirlwind, it will come. These were false prophets. And their false prophecies were peace when there was no peace. And here's Jeremiah going, it's not good. I know they tell you everything is good. No, it's not good. And this is coming. And this is the end. Do you believe that? Do you believe this is it? Do you believe this is a deception? Again, the purpose of all of this is to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus. And that's why we do the updates and have for many years. 
is why we end with the gospel and a childlike explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What's the gospel? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first four verses, the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, the gospel. Jesus Christ was crucified, He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and when he writes to the Thessalonians in his first epistle, he says, and he's coming back again one day, soon and very soon. That's the good news, the gospel. The word gospel means good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. Somebody has took your place, paid your debt in full. Good news. You're free to go. Who paid my debt? Jesus. What was my debt? Oh, it was the death penalty. You mean he went to my death in my stead and died for me? Yeah, that is good news. Well, what's the bad news? <laughs> the bad news is, is that we're all sinners. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. And this is the A, which is simply for admit or acknowledge that you are a sinner. Because unless and until you do, why would you be interested in the Savior if you're not a sinner? Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now Romans 6.23 packages the bad news first with the good news. The bad news is there's a penalty. The wages of sin is death, the death penalty, bad news, good news, but the gift, gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. What's a gift? A gift is a gift. <laughs> Deeply profound, right? He, Someone purchased that gift for you instead of you. Jesus purchased the gift of eternal life, and paid for it in full on the cross for us. The purchase price has been paid in full with His blood shed in our stead. So He's purchased. We're not our own, but purchased with a price. He paid it. And then he pays, purchases, pays in full for the price, and he offers us this gift of eternal life. That's the A. Here's the B. Very simply and centrally, might I add, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C, which comes as a result, an outward expression of believing in your heart, you're going to confess with your mouth and call upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And then lastly, Romans 10.13, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's very simple. It's childlike simple. Well, I want to end with today's But God testimony, which comes from Sharon Coleman, who writes, Dear J.D., you are a man after my own heart. It is so refreshing to hear you say, we are at the end. I have been feeling the same way, and my friends are tired of me saying so. Welcome to my world. I feel your pain. (laughs) They don't get it completely. They love the Lord and want to believe it, but they are still talking and living as if we have many years left, planning for retirement, wanting to see the grandkids grow and have a life. I have known for a while this is the end. So much so, I wrote a song and sent it to you called, Jesus is Coming Back. I sent it to you before I heard this message, Follow the Money, which was last week's update. I felt an urgency to write it and record it by the first week of September, even though I had many distractions this year. I live with my mom, 94, in Michigan, and in February she got the so-called COVID, so did I. And I've never been so sick for so long, six weeks. She passed from it, but I recovered. I was too sick to even attend her funeral. In April, I started moving my stuff to a farmhouse owned by a friend in the country on five acres with beautiful trees. What a job. My family didn't help me. My 16-year-old angel friend, Tommy, who sang my song, Helped Me Move, my brother and I had to clear out 55 years worth of living from mom's house. I held an estate sale. What a job. (laughs) During the house cleaning and dumpster filling of stuff, my brother's son angrily accused me of killing my mom because she was unvaxxed due to my influence. He told me to never contact him again. My brother's family is injected. Then my sister, who is not injected, got up on May 2nd to find her husband missing. Police and dozens of people helped her look in the canyons for him in San Diego, where they live. They found his truck, but no husband. He was Jewish. My sister isn't. Two months later, one of her friend's son found him dead in a canyon. He had committed suicide. Uh, I want to come back to that in just a moment. My sister is devastated, to say the least. First mom than her husband of 35 years. But despite all that, I have a smile on my face because God is blessing me with the knowledge and understanding that Jesus is coming back soon. Sometimes I just stop and giggle thinking, (laughs) it won't be long until I meet Jesus and all this chaos will be history and I will meet my mom and dad again in heaven, Maranatha. Here's another copy of the link to my song, Jesus is Coming Back. Please feel free to sing it in church. I won't do that to you. I I believe Jesus gave it to me for such a time as this to tell everyone it won't be long. Blessings on you and yours, your sister in Christ, Sharon Coleman. Jesus is coming back. I want to mention
mention real quick, and maybe it, it needs to not be real quick, but I'll try to be as brief as possible. What is missed in all of this is the number of people that are taking their lives because of all of this. Let me say the same thing in a different way. I just quoted a source that states factually how literally you have hundreds of thousands of people that are dying because of this thing. But do you know what's not included in statistics like that? Suicides. And sadly, it's suicides in young people who have no hope. They are so hopeless, and they need Jesus. If you're watching this online, and this is something you've thought of, I just want to implore you, and maybe you're, you're here in this church today, I don't want to make any assumptions, but if Satan has planted the suicide seed in your mind, I want to encourage you and say to you, on the authority of God's Word and God's love, that is not the answer. Jesus is. Jesus is the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and there's no way to the Father except through Him. You come to Jesus, and today is the day of salvation, and there's nothing standing in the way of you coming to Jesus and being saved. Today is the day of salvation. It's not complicated. You saw how simple it is. Believe in your heart and call upon Him. He'll in no way cast out anyone or reject anyone who calls on Him. You call upon the Lord, believe in the Lord, put your trust in the Lord, and you will be saved right here and right now. Please, I implore you, I beg you, do not delay the most important decision of your life for eternal life. Father in heaven, I, I thank you so much that you're coming back to take us out of this evil world. Lord, please, I Pray for anyone who has never put their trust in You, that today they would surrender their lives to You, call upon You, believe in You, and be saved. Please, Lord. And for anyone who has been thinking about contemplating the taking of their own life. Please, Lord, I, I beg of you, God, please reveal yourself to them, your love for them in such a powerful way. And save them, Lord, save them. You came to save, to seek and save the lost. Please, Lord. And thank you, Lord. And lastly, Maranatha, <laughs> come quickly, Lord Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. 
Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.